Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night. One minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Len. And this is Minute 9 of Fright Night. It begins with Amy getting violent and ends with Charlie getting an eyeful. So we start off with Amy finally catching up with Ed and Charlie and deliberately shoving her way between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I love how mad she is. And just, she's going to let Charlie know. And then uh, Ed teases and uh, Charlie pulls out the nickname we hear for Ed for the first time. He calls him Evil. Yeah. So why do you think Ed got the nickname Evil? Because he does well, not like it. <laughs> no, he doesn't seem to like it. He's a weird kid. And we find out later in the film that he knows about monsters and things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think that's a trait that's probably carried through elementary school. And it's a nickname that stuck with him all the way through. Oh, he, the worst. Unless he did something super screwed up. He killed a dog when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. I think it has more to do with the fact that he's he's weird and he probably draws weird shit on his notebooks and things like that. It, and it's funny. Again, Stephen Jeffrey's delivery of you know don't call me evil you know you could look at it like a he does not like being called evil and he's pretty serious about it but his tone almost sounds like he's joking like oh you know i don't like being called evil stop it like kind of like he's in on the joke it's kind of funny to him too you know so i've never i never quite uh figure out which one it is you know he seems kind of serious here but again he's just got that little crackly voice that he might be kidding here there is a a bit of a, a clue on why the... I mean, we have Ed, who is in his weird Michael Jacket, Jackson-esque jacket sweater thing. <laughs> and then we have kind of straight-laced Charlie. He's got his button-up shirt, you know. And why are they friends, you know? They, he, he looks kind of like a straight-laced kid. And, you know, Ed just looks weird. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it may be a thing like they were friends since elementary school. And, you know, there's styles differed um in the novelization again not official canon it says that ed and charlie have been friends for years because they, he said they say uh they're hardcore monster freaks so they're yeah. they're both huge fans of scary movies it's almost like uh this is i think this came before the monster squad but like they had their own little monster squad when they were younger right <laughs> and yeah he teases charlie like you're the one failing trig I never took trig. Did you take trig? I've I've heard of the trig. <laughs> no, I never did. No, math was my uh, worst subject and still is. I really hated it. Uh, definition of trigonometry is a branch of mathematics that studies relationships involving lengths and angles of triangles. And I just wonder, why would a high schooler need to learn that? Or even algebra, for that matter. I mean, I can see how these things could be used in like a trade school or learning, you know, building carpentry i don't know uh, i don't know man I, then again i've been lying to girls about length since high school God, you're waiting to get that one out oh <laughs> i really was uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just it's so funny how like you learn about this stuff in high school and you strain and strain and strain and then you get out of high school and you just there's just no need Never. for it at all 
Yeah. I think the only time I've ever tried to figure out something algebraically is when in, somebody is confused about their algebra homework and I'm trying to help them. Right. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. I just, these poor high schoolers, you know. I think you should learn all that stuff when you're, uh, you know, learn the math, you know, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, that kind of stuff. How to balance a checkbook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How to balance a checkbook. I mean, there's home economics class, but that was like a chapter. I guess there's economics classes and stuff like that to help you. But, uh, God, trigonometry. Anyway. Ugh. Math sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, so I looked up the, the car. Yeah, what is that piece of shit he's driving? That piece of shit is a 1966 Ford Mustang Fastback. I don't know. If we do get Tom Holland on here, we might want to ask him about his car. That is Tom Holland's car. Oh, yeah? piece of shit. (laughs) With the primer all over different patches (laughs) of this car. Right. That's what makes it look like a beater. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Um, It was also funny. In the script, Tom calls it a 68 Mustang, which according to the internet movie cars database which is a thing that's on the internet this is a a 66 fastback so i'm not sure if he decided maybe after writing the script that he was going to put his own car in there maybe to save money or something yeah maybe he was hoping to buy the other model and uh keep it for himself and couldn't pull it off (laughs) yeah Uh, it's a 68 mustang and it looked really good it's like the secret you know you will it it, it'll manifest (laughs) oh gosh On this database, you can actually cross-reference and see if this kind of car was used in other movies. So there's a a few. Uh, Rosario Dawson actually drove a yellow one in Clerks 2. Okay. Um, In Superman Returns, Parker Posey drove a blue one. And that's, I don't know if you remember Superman Returns, but that's the one that loses control. And then Superman, like, has to grab it out of of the air and lower it to the ground. And uh, in Flatliners, which is uh, another... You know, favorite of mine. I still haven't seen the remake, but uh, Billy Baldwin drives uh, a black one. All of them, '66 <laughs> Ford Mustangs. Um, so as Charlie's driving along, we do get our first look in the daylight at the street. So as he's cruising along, we see another house being renovated on the street, which is interesting, and then a church with a playground. Oh, like a swing set. Yeah, so I thought it was a church. I'm going to say it is a repurposed church right next door to the Brewster's house. It happened so quickly that when I paused the movie to try to see what the sign says out front. Yeah, I couldn't make it out either. It's very blurry, but it definitely says preschool. Oh, really? And then it makes sense because there's a couple kids playing in in the yard. There's, There's some little girl doing whatever. And when Charlie pulls into his driveway behind him, you can see a big oversized stuffed animal of Winnie the Pooh on the ground and a little girl playing on like a, it looks like a spring-loaded rocking horse. Yeah. Oh, I took a look at that. Those things were dangerous. Like, yeah, if you're a sure. kid, you don't want to get on those with bare legs. You get yourself pinched. So, so yeah, that's funny. I've always looked at it as, as a church. There probably was a church, but it says something preschool, and then there's kids and playground equipment. That's always yeah. been one of those funny little things about this movie, where it's like, say this guy that we're going to be talking about is a vampire. Yeah, there's yeah. a church right there, man. <laughs> I'm dying to like buy and renovate a house and lure victims to it. Let's buy the house that's too over from the church. That'll really <laughs> piss Jesus off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So Charlie is cranking on his stereo a song called Boppin' Tonight, and it's uh, by the Fabulous Fontaines. And I looked them up, and apparently this is like their only song (laughs) that seems to be 
uh, famous for from the Fright Night soundtrack, but they do have a Facebook page. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. They build themselves the Fabulous Fontaines, stars of the 60s, and this is from their About page. They wrote this themselves. The Fontaines started out late 1962. They were a mediocre group at most, as most were at the time. <laughs> I was just like, what a, what a, what a downplay yourself. And uh, But uh, after a year or so, changes to the lineup, they soon became well-known throughout the North. They shared the bill with uh, chart toppers, such as the Kinks, the Yardbirds, the Animals. They, they made this Facebook page because uh, in January of this year, they reformed. And they're going on tour. Whoa. So uh, I'm just thinking, special episode, uh, we need to go live from the Fabulous Fontaines while they play Boppin' Tonight. Because they got to play Boppin' Tonight. That's like their only song. Is that what was playing in his car as he's driving? So when he gets out. Yes. And he. Go ahead. When he gets out, it sounds like he's Bebopalula, right? Yeah, the Gene Vincent Vincent song. song. Exactly. And I, I was looking into that, and it seems that maybe... Tom Holland might have wanted that song playing in his car, and so he instructed William Ragsdale to be kind of mumbling that to himself as he gets out. But uh, probably couldn't right, afford probably it. Afford. And they're like, oh, let's get the fabulous Fontaines. They need some money. <laughs> Again, right. take a look at their Facebook page. I think they're probably super nice guys, but it is like a bunch of old dudes, and it looks like they are they they got surprised by a camera as they were walking out of their bus. <laughs> <laughs> all carrying their instruments. Some of them look surprised. Some of them just look plain grumpy. <laughs> anyway, we're going to a, a Fontaine's concert. They come around here. Anyway, so Charlie is bebopaloo-eyeing his uh, bopping tonight, and a checkered cab pulls up. And if you're wondering, I am not going through a list of all the checkered cabs in uh, cinema history. Um, but one thing I just think when I see this, it's it's out of its element here. This is a suburb. This is like a cul-de-sac. It's weird to see a checkered cab. This, it, and it seems like it's, oh, this is somebody that came up from the city. For sure. The script says, Charlie stops cold. She is definitely one of the most spectacular girls he's ever seen. Obviously sexy, cheap around the edges, but no less spectacular for it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this uh, this young hottie. Yeah. Hey. This is a this is Heidi Sorensen. She's from Vancouver, a place where... I think everybody should visit. Just just had a vacation in Vancouver, sorry. Um, she was Playmate of the Month in 1981. Do you think she's supposed to be a hooker? I get the idea because, well, we don't really learn too much more about her, but she is dressed kind of skimpy. It's the middle of the day, so... Right. There's kids across the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have the feeling that she's playing a hooker. She seems nice enough. Heidi also uh, played, she played a Vestal Virgin in History of the World Part 1. She was in the Cheers episode, King of the Hill, where the bar plays a charity softball game against a team of Playboy Playmates. She played Miss Scandinavia in um, Into the Night, which is a Jeff Goldblum, Michelle Pfeiffer movie from the 80s that I still haven't seen yet, but uh, there is currently a minute-by-minute podcast being made about it, so it gives me a reason to. Uh, she's also in Spies Like Us and Roxanne. And her career kind of petered out after like the 80s, early 90s. And uh, it says now she works as a holistic counselor for women recovering from breast cancer uh, up in Vancouver again, mm. back home. Cool. Yeah. This is also in the scene where we get um, we get the street name and uh, the house numbers. Yes. She asked for 99 Oak and that's next door. That's the Dandridge house. 
And so it lets us know that this is Oak Street, which is, I just never... Yeah. Oak Street in Rancho Corvallis, <laughs> which it's like, I don't know, it, it doesn't come up enough in the movie that it, it sticks for me when I think back on this movie, but doing it minute by minute, right. you know. Yeah, I never really thought about it either. And then we see that the Brewsters live at 101 Oak. Um, uh, according to IMDb, Tom Holland asked uh, Wardrobe to make sure to rub ice on Heidi's nipples before shooting. Oh. Yeah, so uh, she, if, if she looked a little cold to you, there, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back tomorrow for one more episode this week. Uh, and that's on another Fright Night Minute. He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> <laughs> You're so cool.